Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so today we march. We march and we speak. The world was created by a word. God spoke and it came to be. The word then became flesh and dwelt among us and still dwells among us and still speaks. He commands us and he gives us the power to speak Words, brothers and sisters, that change the world, not just that express a message, but that change things. Isaiah makes it so clear. My word that I send forth will not return to me void. It will accomplish a task. It will successfully achieve a purpose. It will bring life. We heard in these readings today an effort to stop the word. We saw the apostles told, do not preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And Jesus himself warned, when you speak in my name, you will be called the devil. And you'll be persecuted and you'll be crucified. This is not a maybe. He said these are parts, this is a part of his promise to us. And you and I, brothers and sisters, belong to a movement that has experienced exactly this. Why is there such an effort to silence pro-life voices in our nation? The gospel tells us why. Here is the verdict. St. John says in his gospel, just after the famous verse about God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, That good news is announced, but then follows immediately the challenging news that the light came into the world, but some preferred darkness. Why? Because their deeds were evil. They go away from the light, lest their deeds be exposed. Brothers and sisters, it doesn't just say And this is crucial for our movement at this time to understand. It doesn't just say that some lived in the light and others lived in the darkness. It says something more. It said that those who live in the darkness hate the light because they love darkness. They don't just live in darkness. They don't just prefer darkness. They love it, St. John's Gospel says. And if they love the darkness... Of course they're going to hate the light because the light is going to overcome the darkness. The light is going to expose them. That's not what they want. So what do they have to do? They have to shut off the light. They can't tolerate us living in the light. They can't tolerate that. They can't live with that. They hate the light. And this is why from the very beginning of Christianity, 
We see these apostles being called in by the authorities, being scourged, being imprisoned. Remember that they were imprisoned? For preaching the word of God, what happened? The angel came, opened up the prison, and said, go, keep preaching. What happened to Paul when he was going around speaking and the Corinthians, if he was facing all kinds of, of, of opposition? What did God tell him one night? Oh, listen, there's a lot of people in this city who are opposed to you. You better tone it down. You better keep quiet. And never mind what I told you about preaching. You've got to take care of yourself first. Don't worry. We won't want to cause division in this city. No, Jesus appeared to him and said, keep on speaking, for I have many people in this city. And when Paul heard those words, he knew it was the fulfillment of Psalm 116. That's the psalm where it says, the snares of death entangled me, the gates of the netherworld enveloped me. But then that psalm says, I believed, therefore I spoke. And Paul will later pick that verse up when he writes to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, where he quotes that verse. He says, we, I believed, Scripture says, and therefore I spoke. And he says, we believe, therefore we speak. And that's the same passage where he says we are afflicted in every way, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed. Anybody perplexed about what's going on in the world, in the nation? How about in the church? We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are, we are persecuted, but not abandoned. Not abandoned. We are struck down, he said, but not destroyed. This is the theme of our service today. And this is why we're honoring the people we're going to honor. Because we're standing up today and we're saying, we believe, therefore we speak. We stand up today and we hear the word of Jesus. Keep on speaking. We hear him say in this gospel passage, what you have heard me say in darkness, proclaim on the rooftops. You know, when God comes to raise the dead, when Jesus, for example, when he raised Lazarus, how did he do it? He didn't tell the medical personnel of his day to go into the tomb with a, with a needle and inject some kind of medicine into Lazarus' body to raise him from the dead. In fact, he didn't even go in there himself. What did he send into the tomb? He didn't send an angel. He didn't send a person. He didn't go himself. He sent his voice. Because John's Gospel tells us that Jesus stood before that tomb. He told them, roll away the stone. Of course, they said, there's going to be a stench. So many who are quiet, so many who do not succeed in advancing the culture of life, so many who are sitting there with tape over their mouths, do so because they're afraid there's going to be a stench. There's going to be division. There's going to be disruption. If I speak, people are going to be angry. People are going to be offended. Jesus stood there, and he didn't just say Lazarus' name. It, the gospel tells us he cried it out in a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. My word will not return to me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. Keep on speaking. And when God comes at the end of time, when Jesus descends from the heavens to raise the dead, you know what Paul says to the Thessalonians? How's it going to happen? He says it's going to happen with a shout. It's going to happen with a loud voice of command. There will be a voice on the last day that will raise the dead. There will be a voice. There will be a word 
Just like there was at the beginning of time, there will be one at the end. At the beginning of time, God spoke, and human life came to be. We speak. We speak like Ezekiel preaching over a field of dry bones. We speak nevertheless. We think people aren't listening to us. Brothers and sisters, we speak anyway. We speak and the bones begin to rattle. We speak and they come together. We speak and flesh comes on them. We speak and spirit enters them and they rise up a great army. This is what's happening around the world. Don't let anyone fool you with the fake narrative that the pro-life movement is losing. The left wants to spin this narrative. The media wants to spin this narrative. Oh look, they passed all these ballot initiatives and they went the way of pro-choice. Nonsense. Those ballot initiatives didn't pass because people are embracing late-term abortion. Just look at Montana for an example. One of those where they couldn't pass a pro-life ballot initiative, and yet right after that initiative, the legislature passed no less than 10 measures limiting abortion. Seven states, ballot initiatives went the wrong way. Twice as many states, we now protect babies from conception. Who's winning? These laws go to the courts. No longer is it a matter like under Roe v. Wade when they would automatically strike down laws protecting unborn children. Now in state after state when these protective laws are going into courts, the state courts are upholding them. Why? Because Roe is no more. It's no longer precedent to say you've got to strike down these pro-life laws. Now precedent is if the people and their elected representatives want to protect the unborn, they can do so. That's the precedent now. We are the ones who are winning. Don't think for a moment that these ballot initiatives, many of, of you in your own states will be facing them. We will be working with you to defeat them, but don't think for a moment that these are a sign of the strength of the pro-abortion movement. These amendments are a sign of their weakness because they are running away from the legislative process. They don't want these issues to be debated. They want people to vote based on a soundbite. Oh, yeah, I think I, this is good because I need medical emergency uh, uh, treatment if that ever happens. No, this is a sign of their weakness, brothers and sisters. We continue to speak. We speak today as we march. We will speak at the end of the march. We will hear another word of testimony in front of the Supreme Court as the men and women of Silent No More, which Janet co-founded, will speak and share their testimonies in front of that court. And then tomorrow morning, we'll do the same thing in San Francisco. Where, where I will be with the silent no more, speaking their words of testimony, words of life, words of forgiveness and mercy. The Lord says it to us again today. Keep on speaking, because the light shines on in the darkness, a darkness that will not and cannot overcome it. Amen. Okay, so, song of praise. Thank you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.